Hi, it is me, Stark, here on MentTV with Stark. Um, all of my medicine alarms already went off today, you know. Uh, it's later in the day. I usually do these the week before or a couple days before, but today it's Friday and we're doing it today. And I have more more <laughs> I have more drugs I have more meds um that I've been a little nervous to take because they are slow release and my psychiatrist wasn't sure how I was going to react to them so let's do this together I'm gonna take one right now uh this is bupropion it is the generic for Wellbutrin and apparently I can't open childproof caps. This is part of the Menti B. Like, I'm playing drug roulette on my <laughs> mental health shit. Alright, let's... If I if I perish in the next 40 minutes, um, I love you guys. Take care of my dogs. Oh, this is such a bad idea. I took it. This is such a bad idea because I think it's kind of stimmy. Um, anyway, these are for ADHD. Like ADHD light. A lot of people, my psychiatrist in particular, uh, specializes in my uh, jurisdiction of mental illnesses. And she told me about three quarters of her patients who are on sertraline, which is Zoloft, also take bupropion, which is Wellbutrin, and that it's so common that they call it Welloft, which is hilarious because it's like well-off, you know, like well, Wellbutrin, Zoloft, so Welloft. I don't know. I thought that was pretty, I thought it was pretty clever. Like, okay, doctors. Y'all having a, a clever day. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where the fuck my brain goes. Anyway, um, NTP is Stark. Today I wanted to talk about something that absolutely happens to all of us and used to happen to me a lot more. And I haven't experienced it too much in the past year until yesterday. And that is when you feel like everything around you is falling apart. Like, what do you do? What do you do when you feel like everything's kind of collapsing around you? And that is something that I think we can all relate to. And so let me just tell you what happened yesterday um, that made me feel like everything around me was falling apart. So yesterday, I... To even give a little more context, I get insomnia from the Zoloft, so I have a hard time falling asleep, and when I do fall asleep, I have, like, really vivid nightmares. I want to call them nightmares because they're not pleasant, but they're not, they're not horror, you know, they're not, like, people stabbing me or gruesome or gory or anything like that, but they're not... You know, they're not fun dreams that are, like, cool or even better than no dream. 
sleep. So I have insomnia. So I go to bed pretty late because of that. In the morning, I sleep in a little bit when I can. And um, yesterday in particular, one of my neighbors hired a tree company and they decided at 8.01 a.m. precisely, like on the fucking nose, they were like, ding dong, 8.01 a.m. And they just started hacking up trees and putting them through a wood chipper. And I felt like the sound was inside of my fucking skull for 45 minutes. So there was no, there was no going back to bed. I was forced to wake up. It was cruel and unusual of a punishment. I don't even know those neighbors. That's why, like, I don't like half of my neighbors, but that was fucking, so I'm, I'm off on the wrong foot. Okay. That's, that's Remy. And fucking Remy, man. Remy is still a puppy. He's 90 pounds. He's about eight months old. He's scared of everything. Just a big, big, big baby. So when there's construction noises outside, he is terrified. So he needs to be walked into the backyard. Like, this is the backyard, Remy. It's okay. You're going to be fine. Yes, there's construction, but it's it's all good. So, you know, I, I take him out. I let them hang out there because it's it's fenced in. They're fine. And them is referencing. I also have a pit bull named Mary, who is a sweet, sweet, sweet angel. And I come in, I'm making my coffee. And I let both dogs back inside because it's cold and Mary doesn't like the cold and it's noisy and scary. So Remy's scared. So I let them both inside got my coffee and making it I go to get my journaling set up because I got these two gorgeous gorgeous hardcover journals I'm loving so much and that's kind of my weird fetish I love office supplies okay paper pens I only use the Muji pens from Japan and sticky notes and washi tape and I, I love it all. It brings me joy. So I'm getting ready to do that. This is so gross. If you're squeamish, like, stop. Just skip ahead. Skip ahead a few minutes. So I'm sitting down. I'm not done my coffee. I've got my journals. Mary's sitting right next to me. I'm on my couch. Just where I like to be in the morning. And I'm like, dude, Mary, why are you farting like that? Like, I didn't hear her fart, but she's got these like deadly, gnarly gas. And it was nauseating. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, and the smell was only getting worse. And I was like, okay, something's up. Cause like, that's not okay. So I got up to let her outside and when I got up I saw that Remy had taken a horse-sized shit on 
my rug in my living room and it was on the other side of the couch so that's why I didn't see it happening and I'm screaming because what the fuck like he's never done anything like that before and I'm so freaked out and the smell is so fucking bad that it's like in your skull like it is nuclear nuclear nine out of ten stench okay it was bad so I'm freaking out I'm trying to get it cleaned up I toss both of them outside like get the fuck out of my house and I'm trying to scrub the dog shit out of my rug and it's fruitless dog it's it was not happening so I you know excused myself for a deep breath I rolled up my fucking rug and I put that shit in the trash and you know what my house still smelled like shit and I bleached my floor I'm on my hands and knees I'm scrubbing and now it smells mostly like bleach but like I've got the windows open it's freezing and a nightmare a nightmare so I let them back in and I'm feeling really elevated I'm really heightened I'm in a heightened emotional state and I was like okay you know what he's feeling scared because of these unusual noises and even though he's big he's a puppy so you know he's never experienced tree trimmers and wood chippers before he doesn't know what that is so I've you know I've made some space for him and I say all right you know what I'm gonna take him on a super long walk because I need to be outside I need to cool off I can't be in this like shit smelling house and he clearly needs to go out and like be in the world a little bit to get tired so that he doesn't have the ability to be exhausted by sounds so I get him harnessed up uh I can I can hold on to him like a fucking seeing eye dog uh, Remy is part Great Dane and so I can hold him from his harness with my hand just super easy and I've got his leash on him and I open my front door to you know go on the walkie and Mary fucking bolts out my front door and I'm fucking hysterical because she doesn't have her tags on she just has um I swapped her Christmas collar but I didn't swap her tags which of course I immediately did later but so she just bolts out my front door and I'm holding Remy and I'm trying to go after her and I'm realizing that Remy's going to make this much harder and when you run after a dog they tend to like continue running and I don't, I'm not on a busy street, but I still was panicked. So I ran back inside to throw Remy inside so I could go and get Mary. And while I'm running back inside, Mary starts chasing me to come back inside. So she comes back inside after me. Like I come in, I push Remy's butt through the door and she's coming up behind me. But I didn't know. 
I didn't know that in the moment. So I think she's running down the fucking street and that I got to like, you know, Usain Bolt this shit to get my dog back. So she's behind me. I grab her. I come her in. I come her in. Like, what the fuck? I grab her. I drag her in. (sighs) And I just start fucking sobbing. Like, I'm hysterical. I'm I'm an 7, 8 out of 10. Okay. I'm not okay. And my dogs are just laying down looking at me and... I'm looking at them and I'm a mess and I was like okay like I feel like everything's falling apart around me right now and I don't feel okay and I'm I'm so upset and I took my deep breaths and I was like you know I I need that walk so I hugged Mary picked up Remy's leash we went for a nice 50 minute walk he's absolutely scared of everything and you know that just was what it was and I'll have to do it a lot more and then when I came in I had him take a nap and I took like a criminally hot shower because I like those and I feel like The shower is safe. It's a safe place to have a meltdown so that you don't have a meltdown anymore. And I did calm down outside. Me and Remy even sat on the curb for like 10 minutes and just did nothing. And I thought that was really helpful too. Obviously, we walked a lot. but So here are some things that I do. And I think other people can do when you feel like everything around you is falling apart. Inspired by my great day yesterday. So and everything seems like it's falling apart around you. It is extremely easy, as I've told you, to fall apart with it. And I think part of that is good. I think fighting your environment just creates tension in your body so if my body is telling me to cry I'm like okay we're crying let's do it and I just let myself until I'm done and I don't rush myself I just go with what you know your body just cries like you don't I don't know you don't stop it it just happens and then it stops happening So if if your initial reaction is to cry, that's one that I'm going to say, and I'm going to explain why, that I'm going to say is safe to feel and express in the moment. Now, when I say safe, I mean if your knee-jerk reaction is aggression or violence, then this is not for you. And you can take lots of steps to work on that not being your instantaneous response because that's never okay towards yourself or anything else in the world so if your go-to triggered reaction is is violent or aggressive that's maybe 
let's maybe not go with those vibes. So the world's falling apart around you. You're leaning in if a nonviolent emotion is striking you. And then I like to realize that if I've gotten to this point, this means that this was my breaking point and I have not been taking care of myself. And that can mean different things to a lot of people, but I know how I feel in my body. And if I hit a breaking point, it means I wasn't listening 10 steps back. And so I have to sit down, like literally sit down and be like, okay, what red flags did I skip? Like, have I not been eating or have I been eating shit? Have I not been exercising? Which, <laughs> that was the case. Did I forget to take my meds? Which happens sometimes. And I was eating garbage. But so I'm taking stock of the things that I thought were little things that didn't matter but ended up adding up to full, full metal breakdown. So taking some inventory of how we got here I think is important because that also makes it less scary. It's not, oh, I snap at random times. No. It's, okay, I need to pay attention to these little cues along the way so that I don't end up in a position where I could snap because I haven't been listening to myself and my body's like, dude, this is not cool. Which I, th I think that's universal. I think that applies to absolutely everyone. And what that means might be different for you. If you typically unwind in a certain way like maybe you like to read a book or draw watch Netflix play a video game if you haven't been doing that activity to take care of yourself then your stress might be coming over and you don't think it's a big deal but then that starts to affect your other decisions like getting greasy takeout or not washing your face at night things like that that just slowly start chipping away at your sanity. Taking a shower. Water is so healing. I absolutely love. I'm one of those weird girls who takes incredibly, infuriatingly, scalding hot showers. Sorry, don't. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't affect you. But I like to feel my flesh burning off. This is my, this is my joy. There's just something about it. If I'm really fucking sad, I will wash my hair. Not sad. If I just, if I'm blown, if I'm like, I'm done, I cannot function, I will wash my hair. I really only wash my hair about once a week, which is fine. Don't worry about it. So if I'm getting a second wash in the week, some, some shit went down. But I find it like I'm resetting myself. You know, I'm in the shower, I'm burning my flesh off, I'm kind of resetting. And then I can come back into the world fresh and new. But I'll take a long shower. Sorry, environment. Sorry, water conservation. But I needed that. 
If you have a bathtub, I also highly recommend. It's not as easy, I think, in that moment because taking a bath has more prep work, like making sure your bathtub is clean, seeing if you have any fun things. Like when I was in my apartment that had this gorgeous, incredible, beautiful, big bathtub that I will miss forever. I had my little tray and I could put my iPad on it or my phone and it had a little spot for me to have a drink. Um, so I'd have like a LaCroix and I had my big stack of bath bombs and like bath salts and stuff. And so I would make it like a full, like I'm sitting in this fucking tub. No one's bothering me. No one's talking to me. No one needs anything from me. Like I'm doing my own shit no dogs, just doing my own thing. And if you have the time and the ability, that's spectacular. I think that's so healing. But that's not really practical for everybody. So a nice hot shower or a cold shower. Sometimes I took a lot of cold showers in the summer just because it was so hot here, but I'm not a big advocate for cold showers. I don't like them. They make my, like, I'm literally reacting in my chair. It, like, makes me squirm. No cold showers for me, but maybe for you. Other things you can do. Take a fucking walk, dude. Go outside. Maybe you haven't been outside in a few days. It happens. It happens to me, too. Sit on a curb. Enjoy some sunshine. Okay, even if it's just overcast, like, just get the fuck out. Get out of your house, apartment, living situation. Just leave. Leave for 10 minutes. Set a timer. No fucking, like, don't be on your phone scrolling shit. Just sit and do absolutely nothing. And if you cannot do nothing, then you got to get to the root of that. You have to learn to be comfortable doing nothing. I think that's so, so important for our mental health. Like, I can lay down and stare at the ceiling for hours and I will be okay. And I, I appreciate that meditative training that I've done because it, it isn't easy. And that's, like the app that I said in the last episode, Headspace is really great at training your brain to do that. It's like a, a mental marathon. So go outside, set a timer for 10 minutes. Don't scroll on your phone, just set the timer or check your watch or something and just watch birds. Just start naming everything you can see. That's like a goofy thing that I'll do. I'll be like, Curb, bird, sticks, that leaf, that plant, that person's window, that, this, that, 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 and just keep going. And that really grounds me and calms me down and takes me out of whatever mental situation that I was in. Some other. When you're right in the middle of the shit, just stopping, like physically stopping, is so important. And it's also one of the hardest things to learn. 
and obviously I still struggle with it, but the power you feel when shit starts going wrong around you and you can pause, like holy shit, it's some wild Tai Chi, like I fear no one more than people who when shit is flying off around them are completely fucking composed like that is pure terror and I absolutely love it so when I can be that person I'm fucking mentally high-fiving myself so hard that it almost can shake what's falling apart around me so taking that moment to pause and that pauses so you don't react like when Remy shit in my house I reacted, I'm screaming, I'm freaking out. If I had seen that and stayed calm, I would have reacted differently. I wouldn't have had a meltdown. I would probably still have my rug because I would have cleaned it in a way that was working and not gotten frustrated. But I didn't and, you know, that's okay. Being able to pause and take a few deep breaths also allows you to assess the situation and see if your emotional reaction is exceeding the circumstances. So, my dog shit in my living room. That doesn't require, like, no one's in danger. Nothing is immediately wrong. Was it bad? Yes. But... We're not under threat. There's nothing like, you know, it's not dire. It doesn't require frantic, frantic reactions. Whereas Mary running out of my door and running down the road is a little different because now she could be in danger. And so that requires a more a more instantaneous response than taking a pause and assessing the situation. That's like, that's like a mom reflect, like, you've got to, you've just got to go take care of it any way that you can. And understanding the difference between the two, because I reacted to the first one, how I also reacted to the second, and that wasn't appropriate, which in hindsight, I can look at now and think about, Remy really wants to say hi, so he's saying hi. Remy, good boy. Good boy, baby, hi. No, you're my fuzzy baby. Yeah, I'm, ta I'm telling everyone what you did. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you sell me out like that? Sorry, you shit on my floor and I shit on your reputation. So taking some time to stop and reflect on the situation makes you the ultimate badass. You are the coolest person in the world. You're surviving the matrix. Like, fuck yeah. If you want to be the coolest person, learn how to pause when shit's going down. And you will go fucking Super Saiyan. Like, you will reach your final form. Amazing. Oh, my sweet buddy. On that, also realizing that nothing's a big deal. If it's not immediate danger, and I mean only danger, 
then you're capable of being calm over it. It is something that you could be calm over. And even something as serious as getting fired. Because while that does have its own entire set of problems, that's something that you can... Like, that's not going to change tomorrow. So you can pause and recollect yourself because for the most part, we don't get fired for no reason. So you can take some time, even if it's just a few minutes, to cool off and then come to it when you're ready. And that's, again, it's just so powerful and and so cool. The more traditional things that they teach you in mental health programs are things like the five senses, which I would do a lot when I was feeling panicked. I used to get, I used to not be able to walk down a street without having severe generalized anxiety. I had CPTSD. I mean, I guess I do still have it. My meds just work really well. So I was constantly, constantly in fight or flight, especially when I was walking down a street. So what I started to do was use the five senses. Name five things I can see, four things I can hear, three things I can touch, two things I can smell, and one thing I can taste. And then when I finished, I'd start over immediately. And I needed to do that through my entire walks just to get through it, just to be able to do it. And that's a very traditional kind of mental health tool, if you will, in the toolbox that I've been taught by fucking like everyone who's ever been my therapist. Of which there have been many. And it is helpful. I just don't find that helpful for me anymore. One of my favorite tools, however, is so, so similar that I got in drama therapy from my program, which I really struggled with visualization. And I struggled with what was called a safe space exercise. And they'd say mentally go to a safe space. And that was so abstract to me and I didn't know what it meant and so whenever this was when I was in the group therapy program whenever we would do a safe place safe space exercise I felt fidgety and honestly I felt stupid because I just didn't know how to do it so I'm going to share with you how how the drama therapist got to work for me She asked us where we would go if we could go anywhere in the world right now, just be picked up, dropped in a place, where would we go? And from there, we'd describe the entire scene, how it was in our mind. And from that, I learned to do the five senses in that space. At the time, I was watching a lot of K-dramas and on the big river in Seoul. Is it the Han? No, I don't remember. 
but on the river that kind of goes through the city there <laughs> forgive me there is a floating two-story starbucks and that's a win for capitalism but that was what came to my mind and so i started to envelop the rest of the picture naming five things that i could see in my mind when i pictured myself in this scene things that i could hear things that i could touch things that i could smell and things that i could taste and i'll just run that through you so i'm in front of i think it's the han river let me look this up because otherwise i'm gonna feel really stupid yeah it is the han river hell yeah so i'm at the han river i can see the starbucks i've got a taiyaki which is like a fish shaped waffle with they have all kinds of filling but i think edzuki bean is the most common so i've got one of i got a i've got a fish waffle okay I'm in this beautiful dress that I ended up buying because I wanted to have that experience. And I heard leaves rustling. I heard the sound of bikes. I heard people laughing. And I was sitting on a bench just watching all of this, watching people exercise on the little, like, exercise playground that they had and I'm just making all of this up in my head and if I'm in the Starbucks I hear the grinder I hear the espresso coming through the machine cleaning itself people talking cups clinking things like that I can smell the coffee I can smell the pastries and it calms me down so fucking fast and it makes me feel so chill and happy and even right now I've like I could not describe to you how much I feel like my blood in my body is flowing slower just thinking about this happy safe space so that is one of my and I do still use that that is one of my favorite tools for what you're feeling like you're in the shit and you're like, dude, I got to mentally go somewhere else. It's like your own little VR, just like in your brain. And it's amazing. Please give that a try. Please, please, please. It can be anywhere in the fucking world. Someone else in the group, theirs was Greece, other people, just any kind of thing. Anywhere you want. It doesn't even have to be real. I think one person wanted to be in a snow globe. And like, by all means, do whatever makes you happy. And that was fucking awesome. I'm trying to think of other ones that are like useful in the moment. There's one that I don't like that's really common. And I'm actually not even going to give it the time of day. Because you shouldn't. I don't think people should be doing that one. Um, a couple of my friends have oh shit kits. For when you realize that you've gotten to that place and it's like a backpack 
and it's full of the things that you know can chill you out. Whether that's a coloring book, your favorite snack, like... Hi, Mary. Are you ratting your brother out? Please don't tell me he shit on my floor. Whether that's a coloring book, your favorite snack, maybe some headphones, noise-canceling headphones, if you get overstimulated. I absolutely do. I have mine on right now. And having those things in there, you can put your Nintendo Switch in there, anything you want, deck of cards, a book, whatever. Just having like a stash of things that you do not have to look for. It's easy. It's no effort. They're in a backpack or a bag and they're fucking ready to go. So if you're like, dude, I'm freaking out. You can be like, you know what? My favorite snacks in my fucking backpack. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to get the backpack. I'm in there. I've got a coloring book. Hell yeah, I'm going to sit down and fucking color. You know, maybe if you have anxiety meds or you know, something that can calm you down, put that in there too. And that way you have something to take care of yourself. And that's something that you can do even like completely by yourself. So if you don't live with anyone or you don't have anyone close by, then that's an amazing tool that you can give yourself when you feel like everything's falling apart around you. Those are all the good ideas that I have. I know it's only like 40 minutes instead of 45 but those are some of the things that I use have used or that I know people have found really beneficial when you're in the shit and also just know I've been there too I was there yesterday and I will be there again in my life we all 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 have times where we feel like everything is falling apart around us no one's fucking perfect it happens to literally everyone uh bupropion update i feel the same i don't know i don't I want to say I don't feel anything, but that's like not like I obviously have feelings, but I don't feel like I'm better able to not be ADHD. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll keep giving it a try. I'm supposed to take two a day, but that's not fucking happening. So thank you guys for listening. Happy week five of Menti B with Stark. I don't think I'm going to be doing any holiday episodes just because I don't fucking want to. So (laughs) happy Friday. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Please, please take some time for yourself this weekend. You can do any of these things just for fun. You don't have to be freaking out. And practice makes almost perfect. There is no perfect. Perfect's not real. But practice, 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 practice. It's hard to remember to do these things in the moment. So practicing them before you freak the fuck out is very important. So that when you do freak the fuck out, you know exactly what to do because you've already practiced. Uh, But yeah, happy Friday. Thanks for listening to the show. And I love you. Okay, bye.